You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. Good afternoon, good evening. Oh, wow. 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 Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, I like it. It's very, it's very I feel Vegas. like I feel like I'm in the Vegas desert. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna do the Fox Trot. I think that's 1920s though. This is Ranch Justice music. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. Good evening after buzzers. <laughs> Good evening after buzzers. <laughs> Bingus we're doing and this week we're doing the third week of the first season of CBS's Vegas All That Glitters. I'm your host Thaddeus Massey and I'm joined with the three intelligent men first starting off to my left. I'm Erickson. Nick Perdue. And I'm Alex Salem. Okay, so I'm still it? laughing at Alex doing that little dance thing he was doing. <laughs> Catch, was, catchy music, we man. We, we, gotta, we gotta get Alex on the Sir Richard Wentworth. Yeah, that was <laughs> impersonation. He's, he really knows what he's doing. He's an inspiration to me. <laughs> he's the bomb. The bomb diggity. Okay, so let's jump right into it, guys. Vegas, week three. Third episode. Woo! Good. A the, little different. A little bit different. Ramping it up a bit. Bro. I mean, we still have a minor bit of a whodunit, but it's not like really... It's not the, the, it's not the crux yeah. of the episode this week, which I liked, even though they still incorporated yeah. it. Yeah. There was a lot more going on with Savino, and I was first wondering, I'm like, great, is it just going to be about this whole money laundering thing? We were talking about that at the very beginning of the episode. Right. Is that going to be our kind of procedural element of this week's episode? And and now I don't know. I I, I think we're led to expect a, a murder and and a, and a detective case like that every week. But I, I didn't think that. I, I knew that eventually they would um, start to tackle issues that dealt with the uh, with the sixties and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so and I think that this particular episode covered that. Um, and I just want to give props to um, Seth Hoffman, who was a writer for this episode. Awesome. It really it really embodied a lot of things that pertains to the 60s there was a hint of racism there was things of of drugs and and um and the growth of how vegas is now yeah yeah Yeah. beginning this overall vision for vegas Mm -hmm. and expanding it from just good job seth mob town in the desert yeah and see what i like is that we get to see the mob now. You know, the boys coming from Chicago, oh, yeah. you know, you get to see kind of like the the puppeteers who pull the puppet strings, which pull is kind of nice, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's go into the guys that show up, the crew. The crew shows up from Obamatown. They show up from Chicago. <laughs> That's what we, that's what we call it now? <laughs> I, mean, Good, for I didn't know that. <laughs> Obama town. <laughs> so they show up. They come in town to check on things, yeah. to see what's going on. And uh, it seems like uh, everybody is like on the eggshells a little bit because of one particular guy. We're, we're, we're first off, we're led by 
the main boss, his name is Angelo, and I just got to say right now Shout how excited up. I was. He's played by Jonathan Banks, fresh off an amazing run on, on Breaking Bad. My God. If, yeah, he's the bomb. Yeah, it's, it's wasn't phenomenal. He, wasn't he also in Beverly Hills Cop? As a bad guy, uh, I don't know. He's been he's been, been in so, so yeah. he's been on Law and Order. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in so his many credits. Yeah, his, yeah. His, his, a, his rap sheet is John- <laughs> Jonathan Banks, <laughs> Pun intended, phenomenal Jonathan. actor. Phenomenal you're, you're the actor. bomb, Jonathan. Uh, big big ups to Jonathan for being in this episode, and he actually played the role to the T. Yeah, like, even though he only had like four yeah. lines, he, like, no, he, but that's he, all he needed. Though, that yeah, like, you yeah. know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't need to say much. It was all in his face. Yeah, his presence. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. his body language just said it all. As the boss, let's talk about this guy. Uh, what's Rizzo. his name? Rizzo. Rizzo. Yes, it's like uh, who, uh, Mia's dad, <laughs> and I'm like, is this Mia's dad? Me? And then he has like the Justin Bieber hair with the Kwame like <laughs> silver thing yeah. going in the front, and he's just a, just a douche. Yeah. Actually, the actor is a pretty good guy. I don't even yeah. know he actually like I, he was so believable. This guy, like you forget that this guy is acting. He really played the the heck out of this character. Uh, I should have found out what his name was, but I didn't. We got it. You Nick's think we on find it. Out Nick's, Nick's on, it. on it. But what did you think, Bam of? Uh, of Mia's dad. What's his name? Jonathan? Johnny Rizzo? Rizzo. Johnny Rizzo. Rizzo. Johnny Rizzo. Two well, Z's. Well, obviously, he's a little bitter that he is no longer allowed in Las Vegas. He's not even allowed to um, participate or gamble on the premises. Yeah. And so you can already tell that there's a bitterness. You know, his daughter's there, and he's in a place where he wants to be, but he's banned. Yeah. His daughter's there, and the first conversation that the two of them had together, he is now trying to, I th- what's the term, slicing from the top? Skim. Skim, skim. from the top. Skim. And so, skimming the skim. Skimming the skim. And so he's skimming the skim. He's skimming the skim. He wants, to, um, he wants to, to, to make a deal with his daughter in order to, to get a profit. So there's envy. He totally does not like the fact that Savino's in charge. No. Yeah, he he, do, he doesn't like the Savinos in charge. Which, which I get. I get, Bam. But I found there's absolutely nothing redeeming about this guy. I think you're right, Thaddeus, that he's he did a very good job of embodying this character. And I could actually believe him for the most part. But I was still always distracted by the fact that there is absolutely nothing good about this character. Like, he's too far of, of a douchebag. Right. He's just everything... Is is he is despicable no, but, in every? But what way. did he actually do? Because I know he was like a lieutenant in the mob. But like, what was did did, did they say what his position was or he's what he like, would oversee or like what he did? Well, he's just part. They haven't. Well, they did when they had the the uh, the, 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 the mug shots. Yeah, he yeah. was like right on the line under Angelo. There was like yeah. four. I think four. I think there was like six in there, in there total. Was, but that was, was supposed like, to be like the levels. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess uh, Savino was like. On the level under him, which is why he has to respect him so much, is not for the simple fact that he's just a hothead. He has to respect him because he's actually ranked higher, ranked higher yeah. in the family, right under Angelo, and that's why he had to try to appease him with yeah. everything. You know, he was worried about regardless of how despicable he was acting. He was like, "But we can't be honest with. We can't just go in there and yelling at him." Got to smooth things over because Savino's got his eye on the prize, on the big prize, right, exactly. that expansion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That expansion, Alex, that you just mentioned is really great how the writers are dropping hints as to how the development of Vegas came along and it being everything that we know it is today, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. talking about the fancy restaurant. I mean, it started off with the guy with the fancy restaurant, one of their big, big players. A uh, whale. 
at the what, what hotel were they at? The Monte Carlo or or there he was. They were talking at a, about they were the at a restaurant. Yeah, were they at yeah. a restaurant? They were, they were at, at a restaurant. Offsite restaurant. Okay, so they're, weren't they at a restaurant in a casino? Isn't that what? That's what, what Savino, that's what Savino wants to do. No, no, that's what he wanted to do. So oh, they okay. they were right. in a restaurant. Yeah, they was at an offsite. Yeah, they were at an offsite restaurant and they were eating dinner. And then so uh, Savino went and told the story in regards to how uh, there's a guy who likes to gamble, and when he's there, he brings in a lot of money. But the only yep. thing is, when his girlfriend wants to leave, he has to leave and go take her out. Right. And so when he wins all his money or the money that he has with him, walks when he's he walks out the door, mm-hmm. so it'll be better. If we could feed him so mm-hmm. that he does not have to leave, and then we could, you know, take his money. Yeah, I mean, basically, Smart. basically, that's everything that they have today. I mean, if yeah. you look at today, yeah, every hotel is self-contained. You so need not sort. go anywhere. They, yeah. they, they do everything they can everything. to keep you from leaving. Mm-hmm. That everything door. is there. There's no reason to go anywhere if you go yeah. to Vegas. Like you know, they want to cater to every need. So you know, I like that they show that. And you know, the thing about I, I like what they're doing also with the uh, uh, Lamb's character, uh, not Lamb. Excuse, excuse me, Savino's character is that they're starting to show that there's a assimilation towards Lamb, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're. More, they're becoming more and more similar to yeah. a certain degree, especially the way that Savino's handling his relationship politically with the with the mob family. Uh, so that's very uh, very interesting. Well, no, uh, that's going to develop. You can you can see that you, you can see like the uh, the attention really starting to grow, just kind of you know be, be between Lamb and, and Savino. Yeah, know? yeah, like like you said, Nick, with with um, the first time we see them in this episode. The two of them really get into it. They're yeah. um, they're they're a lot more. What what's the word? S- not slick, but they're we really see some like rivalry building up here. Right. It's a bit chippy, a little bit. Yeah, you know, but, it's, it's low. But in this episode, Savino, you could see how uh, Savino's character is similar to Lamb's because mm-hmm. of how he had to deal with the douchebag, as you call him, um, douche uh, John Rizzo. So, in Savino's defense, he did what he had to do. He knew he was totally wrong and, you know, having to trust his guts and instincts. And so, going back to um, with the crew coming to town and Savino Rizzo, um, he did everything that he can possibly do. You know, he wasn't supposed to be in the um, in the casino lobbies, which Lamb made it a point. Don't have him down there. So then what he does, so then what Savino did was he brought everything to him. He took him up to the penthouse. He had everything. He said he brought him the best dealers, the best um, it waitresses, a, the best. Nice looking penthouse. You know everything. Yeah. He yeah. brought him, he brought him everything. There were girls up there. Yeah. It was even letting him win. Yeah, I mean it was the whole bar was up there. It's <laughs> like everything. It was like, what do you need? It's like this guy is like uh, in his terrible twos. Mm. He's just like a spoiled <laughs> brat. And it's yeah. like, dude, it's like, but, don't you know? But, once you're like. Over forty, and you act like that. You're a douche. You're not. <laughs> yeah. And you're terrible too. You're not a toddler. Dude. But what, like, what would you suspect a better man who had everything and now it's being taken away from him? He can't even. You know, he's he's upset. He's um he's bitter. How else do you expect a forty old plus bitter man to act? Well, he now, doesn't have he, everything. He, he, well, he, he has lost, vices that he cannot yeah, control. Yeah. And his vices are getting the best of him when it comes to gambling yeah. and being used to I mean, I'm sure in Chicago he can do whatever the hell he wants. It's just, it's just a quite quite a downfall. I now, just, now, Bam, you were talking earlier about how he doesn't have what he wants anymore. He he wants to be in Vegas, but he's not allowed. 
Does he was there anything to establish that he wishes he had Savino's position running the casino? Does he care about running the casino or is it he likes Vegas as a playground but but his deal is in Chicago? I think his problem is power. Just like a typical rich person when you don't get their way, they have hissy fits. Push and shove. And yeah, they push and shove and, and they, yeah. you know, Right. Yeah. So it could, it could, but actually, it could be. I think he could because he actually uh, referenced when he was with his daughter toward the uh, toward the end of the episode when he says, you know, because um, it has been re- it was referenced last week about how the daughter is her name is Rita, right? Mia. Mia. Yeah. How Mia could potentially one day take over to Savino, and yeah. Savino was like, hmm, you know, kind of gave her that look, right? Yeah. And then it was referenced again today when when uh, when Mia, right? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. Mia and and John was talking, she you know she said says that you know you can potentially run this one day and we could do our deal once there's a new boss so obviously he has a mission he's coming back yeah he he definitely has an agenda ma'am and i I don't don't think he wants to actually run it per se i think he would love to run it through mia because she's there Mm -hmm. see the position that he's in is in a higher ranking position than where where savino is and that's pretty much how it is it's been if you follow any kind of mob stories or mob, you know, mob movies or mob storylines or anything like that, you know, he's already in a higher position. He's already in a higher ranked position. So I think he enjoys his position, but he's kind of stuck in the middle where he's he's not the boss like Angelo. No. And he's not really useful per se, when it comes to a huge endeavor like Vegas because he's not out there. Yeah. So he's, he's like trapped in the boss, middle. You know? yeah, he's yeah. like kind of trapped in the middle, which he probably calls shots back in Chicago. But his only his kind of his opinion, opinion is kind of listened to. You know, he's not running yeah. anything in Vegas. Well, see, and then what I what I think it, it is, what I think like his main thing is, is because like he's banned from Vegas or from the whole state really right. you know and so like gambling and so you know did they again, say why yeah because yeah. he uh, do you, a, go ahead Nick. attacked the dealer yeah he attacked yeah. the dealer the, you mean like, like, a, like a dice like how he did in the episode yeah except yeah. he put the other guy's eye out yeah. yeah oh so the guy you know he put the guy's eye out and the gaming commission banned him from all from the state, state. <laughs> yeah, from the state. All casino yeah. floors. He can be in the state. Head. He can be at the hotel. He just can't be on the yeah. casino floor. He can't be gambling. And then, real, real quickly, his his name is Michael Wiseman. That's, that's the actor. Who Wiseman. Played, uh, Good job, uh, Wiseman. Rizzo. Um, speaking about how Savino's character really is, um, kind of establishes how we see Vegas now. Mm-hmm. That's also in reference to how the penthouse is. You know, the way Savino set the penthouse up for him. Again, that's something that we see. Um, today. In Vegas today. In Vegas today, you know, there's private rooms and things like that where Mm. you can accommodate people who are either rich or want to be pampered or for whatever reason, but it's kind of how it is today. But, you know, I have to say, like, in Rizzo's defense, this is going to sound a little weird, but, you know, because he's a a gambler, right? So it's like, you know, when you're a gambler, you're in the moment, you want to be around people, Mm -hmm. you know? So you want to be on the casino floor, it's loud, there's just an atmosphere, and so it's just like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's contagious. So when other people are winning across the casino, they're having a good time, they're yelling. And so when you open a room by yourself, it's kind of like, okay, I won, but... But it's like, you know, yeah, like there's like no one. Now, you bring up an interesting point, Nick, because I just remembered that later on when he does, when he can't keep it together and he does go back down to the casino floor against his and Lamb 
you know. But al- but also just go back. So once he once he realized that the dealer was letting him win, he didn't like that. So then he right. beat, he he beat the dealer up. Right. And then sure. he says, "I'm going it downstairs to gamble," which he you know Savino um, had. Um, had advised him not to, but he did so anyway. So now he's down there. He's gambling. So he's someone, down there. Yeah, someone so, got the word, and Lamb went down there Lamb to get him. Lamb comes in. Lamb beats him up. Lamb roughs him up because Rizzo isn't going to just go with him just because he says so. Right. And it's great. We, we love seeing <laughs> Lamb beat up monsters. <laughs> That's why we watch the show. Justice. That's right. And so then what happens is when he when he throws when – he, thro- <laughs> he tosses the chip at him. Go buy a pony. <laughs> I forgot. So I forgot about that. I was like, kick. I was like, kick his <laughs> line of the episode. Oh my so god! So he gets him in the in the jail cell, and Rizzo turns to him and he says, "I bet you enjoyed flashing that badge in front of all those people," which makes me think of what you were saying, Nick, about how he doesn't want to just gamble up alone by himself. He wants to be in front of people. He wants to rule. He wants to have have it's his ego. court. Yeah, it's ego. the ego yeah. thing. Same way he loved. Towards the end of the episode, when he's trying, when Rizzo's trying to convince Angelo why Lamb needs to be taken out because he got roughed up in front of people, that's that publicity, that's that public image thing. He's at this table, all the table with all the all the mobsters having a meeting, and he just starts yelling, and he just starts. And this is the great part of Wiseman's performance is he just starts yelling, and he's like, "He did that to me." And if you listen to the words he's saying, he sounds exactly like the terrible twos. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But he's he's just so like he's like a spoiled brat about the theatricality of it. Exactly, you're right, Alex. And he's like, he put his hands on me, (laughs) like he put his hands, like really, dude, in front of everybody. like, dude, it's just like, you know, but as far as he's concerned, like, you know, to be on a level right under the main boss yeah. and that to him, he was trying to appeal to look for him to disrespect me. He pretty much disrespects all of us. That's what he was. Mm-hmm. He was trying to, you know, allude to. Yeah, he was trying to yeah. get that across. But, you know, I mean, Savino, Savino, the thing I like about Savino, Savino is is a only force is necessary you only use force if it's necessary type of guy everything else needs to be done with a sense of swagger and sexy and that's his whole like his whole angle or his approach to his situation in this town rizzo the mean streets of obama town you gotta you know you gotta lay the hammer in chicago especially back in 1960 especially if you're angelo and that's and that was uh that was rizzo's whole thing because he went to savino and basically said you know uh john wayne is our problem we need to get rid of him Mm -hmm. you need to take care of him right now and you know a lot of times when you are when your nerves are razzled or when you just when you're his like his mind was just all over the place. Revenge. So his yeah. his whole right. his whole yeah. thing was revenge, and so he wasn't really able to to think straight, which is why Savino, who's always calm and cool, he was able to get the best of him. So when Savino counteracted to his big hissy fit two grader speech, you know he says, you know I have my best people, you know look after you, my best um my best uh, dealers, my best everything. Yeah. And he was like, and the reason that. 
we had we had the dealers um, have you in is because you can't handle a loss like a real man. Yeah. And Ooh. so I mean, he just I mean, yeah. he was totally calm and he shut him down. And Take so that. he had to. And he everybody got the knew it. Take yeah. that, Weissman. Lots of theatrics. Yeah. And if you want to catch our theatrics again, you can go to uh, iTunes. So you make sure you check out Thaddeus's theatrics, Bam's theatrics, my mm-hmm. theatrics, as well as Alex's theatrics here. Uh, again, you That's go what on. It's all about. Go on iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. Um, if you don't have a profile, go ahead and make a make a profile. And uh, you know, again, like 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 Bam told us the first second week, uh, you can get all of your favorite Afterbus shows on iTunes, and they'll go ahead and order them for you. And uh, click hey. like. And share and put them on Twitter and Facebook, all that good stuff. Talk about it. There you go. All right. Give us something to talk about. In fact, if you guys want uh, to talk, you guys or hear can, Thaddeus sing more of that song. Me talk a little bit. I need to find some '60s song and serenade you guys a little bit. Some, some rat, rat packish. Some rat packish. Uh, yeah. But until then, you guys can call in oh, and, and comment and ask us any questions for. <laughs> I can't do the I. 424-256-1729, like Sir Richard Wentworth told you earlier in the intro. 424-256-1729. You can call in and, you know, we'll answer some questions. We can chat a little bit. But tweet us. Tweet us. Uh, so, back to Mia. I think that Mia is got Savino's back. So I wasn't yeah. sure about that last week, right? And this week, it seems like she is a, a futuristic forward thinker and yeah. she sees yeah. Savino's vision for the yeah. future with the expansion. And she had... So this makes me think that she may possibly end up being... It's kind of a prediction. I shouldn't go into that. But regardless, she I would like to see some little sparks with that. But, but I... Plus she's cute. But I also think that she knows her dad better than she knows anyone, and she knows that her dad's a knucklehead. Yeah, and yeah, so it's a clear. Does. It was an easy win case for her to obviously be on Savino's side because she knows her dad is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. What's What's going to be fascinating to see about Mia's character, though, is Savino mentions that bold move Rizzo did by sending me off back east to go to school. She goes to a nice school. Now she knows all this stuff. She's great at handling business. She's so great at handling business, she knows Savino's right. So we know, obviously, she'd side with her. She agrees how to expand the business, the smart way to do it. But it's still her dad. So you can really see some some conflict in her. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, and y- y- you know what I think it is? Like, I-, I really think that uh, Mia is going to follow the money, you know? And so she sees what Savino's doing, and so she's like, okay, I, I-, I see the expansion. That means it's going to be more money, more money coming into casino. It means more money into my pocket. And so, she's also probably thinking that maybe she wants to be the first woman to, like, have her own casino eventually yeah, at some point. Yeah, it's all about, oh, yeah. you know, the money. Especially Vegas right then, right, you know, mob family, right, right. follow the money. And this, commenting on what you're saying, Nick, and Bam, uh, as far as as far as Mia is concerned, Mia is to me. She came in and she she tried to prove herself. She was like I said, she was a little over overzealous to you know to prove herself or whatever or whatnot. But she's an expert mathematician. But the thing about Savino, Savino is an expert behavioralist. So he knows the behavior of the gamblers and what's going to keep them. And so she has figured out really quickly that she needs to maximize the potential revenue and, and income stream based on Savino's evaluation of the behaviors of 
the traffic and the gamblers and the big the big spenders or whatnot. Uh, the kid, Bam, you just made a point about uh, Mia. What was the point you just made regarding Mia? Uh, I made a couple of points. I said that she could potentially <laughs> take over. Um, that, you know, that's why she's she looking. Up, that's why she's the first woman with the casino. Maybe, maybe that's why. Oh, she, you were talking about the father. Yeah, and her. This is the thing. I don't really. I don't necessarily agree with the father thing. When she was going to bail her dad out. She said she never really, never really got to saw that, see that side of him. Mm-hmm. I think that she, I think just based on Good point. The, how they showed their relationship, he was really sweet with her. So it was an actual exact opposite. That's like his little girl. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, just going back to Casino when you had Nicky Santoro and he had a son. He made pancakes for him at six in the morning. Oh, he went to school sure. and he was the day. And he was the exact opposite. He was a freaking animal when he was in the street. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Johnny Rizzo has that same kind of relationship. Dub, uh, that two double face. at two faces, living two lives kind of thing. But the thing about it is now, that's why she said, I want to get to see the side of him because she wants to right. immerse herself in the business and she wants to learn. But Savino was like, no, this is not a good time, blah, 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 for you to get that, to soak that up right now. Because get that knowledge. Exactly. It's not time right. to get that knowledge, like Nick said. <laughs> because she, he has another agenda that he needs to keep him, Johnny Rizzo, focused on. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think she has seen that from her dad yet. I don't think she knows that side of him. You know, even when he talked to her about the skim, he talked to her about it like, oh, they're going to Disneyland. Yeah, he, you know? he, he <laughs> talked about, uh, you remember when you were a kid? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The cream. Exactly. The, I don't know what. And this that was, an animal. That That's what we're doing right story, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're just going to take a little off the top. Exactly. <laughs> maybe we'll wait. Maybe we'll wait a little bit. Maybe the time's not right. And I'm just thinking, dude, there is nothing to like about this guy. There isn't. If anybody is going to get Johnny to change his mind, it's going to be her. Mm-hmm. It's not right. going to be Savino. It's right. going to be her. As that tactful says, Look. as he's been thus far, which I can't imagine is very easy for him to do. Well, it's definitely not because I mean, this guy he's doing it with a level of intellect, and this guy is a brute. So yeah. Yeah. if you think about it. He probably, based on his personality trait, is looking at Savino like Savino's a little spineless. Speaking of, of intellect, Thaddeus, yeah. did you know that After Buzz TV has over 50 shows? Actually, I did know that. You did? You already knew that? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everybody else knows that, though, all the After Buzzers. Well, if you don't know, well, let me tell you. So we have a new fall lineup, and we have a lot of great, uh, great new shows that are here on After Buzz TV. So you guys, make sure you go to www.afterbuzztv.com, and you can click on the schedule, and there are terrific shows. <laughs> there no, no, are, no, no. They're, they're terrific. They really are. They are scripted shows as well as reality shows. <laughs> and some of the great shows are Homeland, there's Vegas, there's Castle, there's Scandal, there's it's Doctor, Doctor Who. Who, and then, of course, there's the reality shows such as Project Runaway, America's Next Top Model, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> oh, here she comes. X Factor. X Factor, you know, The Voice. Jersey Shore, The, the Final Season. So yeah. be sure that you check out the uh, great fall lineup that we have here on AfterBuzzTV.com. There you go. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, slash After Buzz TV and follow us on Twitter. Follow that Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash After Buzz TV. At After Buzz at, TV. Exactly, Alex. At yeah. After Buzz TV. You can, you can talk to us too, the Vegas crew. Mm-hmm. You hashtag Rancher Justice. Vegas. Battle for Vegas. Exactly. And that's a four the with the number four. Battle. Battle for Vegas. Number four. Mm-hmm. Vegas or hashtag Vegas. Both of them. We like we like both of them in the same tweet. We like them both. We like Vegas and Battle for Vegas. Mm -hmm. Savino v Lamb, Lamb v Savino. 
You sound like you sound like Mia right now. I sound like she, Mia. Well, she Mia sounds like you. Mia sounds like that. That sounds like Mia has voices. Sounds like need to build. That sounds like Vera Demilo from what Jim Carrey used to that character on In Living Color. And she has a remember he's that character. The deep voice spitting up. I like the real small tobacco. bikini, and it was. So we're gonna need to build a restaurant in the casino. <laughs> so, so based on yeah. what happened at the little meeting that they were, you know, when when uh, there were a couple of meetings. Uh, the last meeting when when Rizzo was trying to convince the guys, you know, the crew that you know that that Rizzo needs to be. I'm sorry, that Lamb needs to be bumped off based on. Putting hands on him in the casino. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my! He put hands on him. So, did All you right. see how they looked at each other? Like after, you know, he yeah. finishes. He finishes spill, and then uh, Vince Savino said, you know, gave his spill. He said, "Look, you know, I'm down. I've I've already I made my oath. I'm down to you know, if we want to get somebody off. No one wants to to knock somebody off more than nobody wants to." Nobody wants to get rid of this guy more than me. But right. this guy serves a purpose. And ultimately, by us getting rid of him, he's basically saying it's going to make Vegas, Vegas look like an unsafe yeah. haven for families and all that. Yeah, two, which is a lot more problems. Yeah, right. We, um, if, we, if we take him out, we'll have two day sheriffs in one month. Yeah, yeah. that's a problem. But the <laughs> boss, um, his response to all of that was to, um, was to Rizzo. Rizzo. He, he, he take, says the penthouse was not good enough for you. He, t- he takes a moment. Jonathan Banks in that moment he he's like he's he, he's listening diligently <laughs> to both arguments, which is which is good. And of course, Savino's making sense, and Rizzo is just spouting. Uh, and then he he does one of these like like neck crack things, and he's like like you can just see all these wheels turning. And and then he just looks at him and he says the penthouse wasn't good enough for you. Like so like. You, you 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 two year old, right? Yeah. Well, so the, the penthouse wasn't good enough for you, you know. It's like yeah. what? But the thing I liked was that Savino was smart enough to make his argument, and it all boiled down to one thing: mm-hmm. business. And, and money, that was money. money. Yeah. And those guys is like, look, if there's anything that's gonna hinder us getting our cash flow, getting our skim, can't then, argue with the money, dude. The penthouse wasn't good enough for you, bro. Like, like, come yeah. on. Like, we set you up. Like, stop being a brat. Bro. <laughs> like, bro. We set you like, up. Like, dude. See, but not, if, like, you, dude. if you like, really... The wave wasn't big enough for you, bro. Bro. Like, I had to hook you up with, a, like, a surfboard with more sex wax. Like, what? Bro. Long, longboard. 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 Go ahead, Nick. Go sure, ahead. Whatever. If Go you, ahead, Nick. If you really look at what uh, Savino's doing, and I know he, he he said it in the limo when they were going going back when uh, Rizzo got uh, mm-hmm. out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's looking, you know, he said, you know, we can't take out the sheriff because, you know, we need to find the right angle. And so, you know, he's all about the angles. And like you said, like he's he's really trying to, you know, get the heads around this expansion. Right. And and so you know like like what, what Ben was saying is that you know if you have two dead sheriffs in one month you know that's people aren't going to be coming in right. you know people like they're not going to want to come gamble they're not going to feel feel safe and then what he said that more suitcases are going to be leaving the the city mm-hmm. than coming in right. so you know that's again that's good mindset that's you know Savino Savino yeah that was really uh, smart he's a master strategist. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna put on some work, put in some work because it it makes sense and it suits your purpose, not because you're making an emotional choice. 
and that Rizzo choice yeah. was was an emotional choice. You know, it wasn't a business decision. And I like that uh, the I like that the crew it showed that the crew actually supported a wise, level headed, cool, calm, and collective boss type of decision. It wasn't something that was based on one guy getting slapped around a little bit and getting emotional and like, oh, let's go whack this guy mm-hmm. type of thing. So that was a that was a, a relief that that decision was made. But of course, you know, they can't go whack, you know. Yeah. Lamb. It's not going to happen. I mean, not, not to say that they couldn't attempt and it wouldn't happen. It's just non- but it's it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's not good for business. It's not good for business. Yeah. So not this, right, this not is right in now. Chicago. This is in Chicago in say the forties or fifties, which would have been, I guess, the heyday for Rizzo's character, and and that you know it, it's an, they're an older generation right. in the sixties, yeah. right. which means in that it would have been a couple a decade or two earlier would have been there more. That's true. Heyday. So yeah. he probably was like around the forties when guys were riding around the side of cars with Tommy guns. <laughs> And no, seriously, just, yeah, just, just about, yeah. just about, thirties like, and forties. Yeah, he's this guy's like forty some, fifty some years old. Yeah, I think when he was a youngster, like earning his stripes as a mm-hmm. soldier, he was back in the day. Like yeah. it was probably like the thirties and forties when yeah. they had Tommy guns, and it was like really wild. Yeah, it was really crazy. So his mentality and how his approach is, you know, that's why I don't think he gets that much discipline from Angelo on those guys because those guys are like they're old school. So you got a guy yeah. like Savino is going to come in. And the whole glitz and glamour of Vegas is the antithesis of it's the also a new which generation. Is, yeah, exactly. Which, which comes up school? old school versus new school. <laughs> which comes up at the very end of the episode, and we're like, yeah. "Great, yeah, Angelo, yeah. I love him. He's listening to Savino. He's listening to the level-headed argument." And then Savino's like, "And I got to tell you, I'm really care. I really care about this expansion thing." And that's where it comes back, and he says, "You, you, you got, you got." Glitter in your in your your head or something. It's like you, you you come out here in this beautiful desert paradise. And you you think about problems that aren't really problems. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You, have, you have too much time on your on your head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's a thinker. He's a businessman. He's a thinker, and so he's yeah. always thinking about the business, the money, and you know all that stuff. As you should. You're running a casino. Yeah. That's what you need to be thinking about. And he's also because he's a little bit younger. He's also thinking about the future. Yeah. He sees the potential. He sees the future. He sees the change of what Vegas is about to bring. I mean, if I worked with Mia every day, I'd be thinking about a future, too. With Mia. So let's get into the boxer. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the boxer. Oh, thank and you. Let's talk about the, the whodunit of this week. Because there was one. There was. Yeah. Uh, we start off with the Olympic team and this boxing team, and one of the boxers ends up. Uh, dead in the street, but and Lamb and his brothers, uh, ahead, his, bro- his brother and his son, have to solve the murder. Uh, but what I thought that is was really interesting in that very intro where they were having like their little press conference. They had just won it was the very little, interesting. Their, their medals, and they were asking questions in regards to how did it feel to you know take you know basically beat up the Russian, and read, um, and then the guy who uh, who was eventually killed, his name was Tommy. Tommy rather. Rather than answer, oh, you know, it felt great and, you know, we got a medal for our country. He says that how can you ask me a question when earlier today one of my, um, I guess, um, teammates can't 
you know, use the same bathroom or something that has something to do in regards to uh, segregation. Mm-hmm. And so, again... He was uh, turned down at a, at a restaurant. He was turned down at a restaurant. Yeah, right. And so you kind of think that it was going to go into this whole thing about a race because in the 60s and the and segregation and all those other things, you were think I, I thought immediately that it was going to go into this whole color thing because one of the things we... Well, I joked about was when we saw the the girl, the ethnic girl. Mm-hmm. We were like, "What is she? She looks black. Like, what is she <laughs> doing?" And at a, at, you know, what is the issue? Right, and, right. Yeah. Elena, Ms. Right. Garcia. And so then once we saw once we saw uh, this character Ray, we were like, "Okay, hmm, they finna you know go into a racial issue." And then as Tommy's actually um, uh, defending, you know, saying about how mm-hmm. he couldn't um, he couldn't be seated, then his, Ray kind of like taps him on the side and kind of like tells him to chill out and then so then we go into what the the real story was about now i think i think you bring up exactly what i want to talk about here bam and on the one hand what ray does with the tapping on the shoulder and say hey this is not the time to get uh, intense about this conflict is kind of thematically related to what happens later on with savino talking to me and saying we can't get all we can't get intense about this. We mm-hmm. we got we got to smooth things over. We gotta we gotta be tactful about this. Mm-hmm. What, which I find that interesting. But what I want to know is if you guys had a similar kind of problem that I did, which <laughs> not so much a problem, but I was like, I, I felt like okay, they throw that in. I don't know why you're laughing. I, they, they throw that into the beginning of. I just I thought you were gonna ask us a question of like. Nothing. Go ahead, no, go ahead. No, uh, uh, no, the the press conference and Tommy's getting all all angry about segregation. I, I felt like it was thrown in there. I felt like it was like we're gonna do that at the very beginning. Oh look, now immediately you see that Tommy's gonna be the good guy, and and yeah, they, they're supposed to pay him to be like a, a good guy mm-hmm. later on. As we learn more about him throughout the episode, but then they just sort of deal with that, and then he doesn't have any backlash about talking about that in the press conference and then they gloss right over that um and i i feel like uh well the the go ahead go ahead no go ahead, go ahead that is i feel like the reason they went over it is because what the writers are doing i feel they're touching upon subjects that they don't need to dive into because you know people are smart and you just hint at some things and you just go from there. I don't think that you need to make an episode about it or integrate it into the script completely. Everybody is smart enough and, and got it. You know, we're yeah. talking about it. We got yeah. it. And everybody who watched the show, they got it. You know, when he says, does it feel any different to, to knock out to, to knock out a Korean than it is any different to knock out a Russian? It's duh. I mean, we get yeah. it. We understand yeah. what you're saying. So, I think they're just dropping hints of social... Injustices and, and social uh, the social climate of the time without actually having to dive into it is just you know making us aware of what's going on at that time. But at that then at that at that point, people are so immune to certain things. I think in 1960, they're like immune to it's like okay, what is, okay, we're going to get a story about the boxers. This is what it, I think it actually kind of makes it more real to a certain degree because. On an everyday basis, there's not a Martin Luther King speech coming from the average person who's living right. their life. So yeah. these guys are just living their lives, and then somebody might say a little something, and then he gets nudged under the table, and then it's like, okay, it's not okay. He might, you know, I think it makes it a little more realistic. And also, what makes it real uh, realistic, which you really don't see, is once Tommy was killed, mm-hmm. Ray, the black guy immediately came to the defense of trying to figure out what happened and, and said that they were best friends. 
1960, black, white, best friends. I mean, it happened, but... It wasn't talked about. It wasn't talked about. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. spoken about. So I like the twist that they had on it. You know, he... You know, clearly they were friends because, you know, he was getting ready to defend him at a, at a press conference. And then once Tommy was dead, then he goes, he breaks through the he breaks through um, through um, through through the barricade mm. and finds out what's wrong with his friend. And then once he discovered um, once he discovered what was going on. Then he goes chasing down. Um, what's the guy's name? The, the boxing the pro- promoter, Gary. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> Immedi- <laughs> immediately, yeah, because he was like, I yeah. knew he did it, so he was just. Right. Yeah. But he it was, was flying. Yeah. Too. He was flying, and there was yeah. no way oh, Lamb yeah. was gonna catch that. <laughs> right. He was like at a track meet. But the yeah. way that they shot it, he almost looked like it he was, was funny. about to catch him. No, that's what was funny they, about they it. They always yeah. shoot things yeah, like that because, like, you know, he's not gonna catch him, but they. Had to shoot it like okay, exactly. you know, he's not that fast. No, this kid, <laughs> this kid's got on Chuck Taylors <laughs> and some loose dockers, wrinkle free, mm-hmm. and he's been working out. And he's been working. He's know. a boxer. Yeah, so Ralph Lamb's got on some some you know what kickers. <laughs> And the cowboy hat. Right, and 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 cowboy hat. His and hat some, didn't fly off though when he was did, running. And had some stiff jeans on. Probably had a crease in the jeans, which makes it even harder to run in those things. Yeah. What, a, what a nice tight belt, plaid shirt. You're not, you're not sprinting in that. Yeah, yeah, he's always looking so pristine, and he's running around exactly. though, beating up people. And he wasn't even breathing hard. He yeah, should have been like, I know. <sighs> and his hair, when he takes off his hat, his hair's always so nicely quaffed over to the side. <laughs> hair and makeup. That's what. That's what you <laughs> yeah. know, hair. Shout out to hair and makeup. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what, it, that's what it is. But let's let's continue with this story because there was actually a lot that that yeah. dealt with this story. So then once um, once um, Lamb decided to take him in, he discovers that he had Tommy's medal. Yeah, he had Tommy's medal. And the uh, boxing promoter had Tommy's medal. The, yeah, the yeah. boxing promoter. What's his name? Garrity. 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 He had he had the medal. So that was probable cause to take him in. So then once he takes him in, then this is where the story starts to evolve and it starts to kind of go all over the place. And you know, so does anyone want to uh, go into it? Well. So, yeah, basically, he had explained how he ended up with the medal, that he alluded that Tommy was on some sort of drugs mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. Tommy came to him asking for money and sold his medal for $211. After he kind of told him to kick rocks, he came back to him and said, look, I'll sell this medal to you for whatever amount of money. And what's, what was funny is how they alluded that he had a drug problem where he was like a drug addict. So mm-hmm. you kind of yeah. thought that maybe... Oh, he said he saw a bunch of needles in the kid's bag. So you're like, I was thinking okay. steroids, though. You're, you're thinking steroids. I was like, thinking steroids, like early generation. He, he, said, yeah. he said he said dope, like uh, yeah, the needles, you know. Yeah, but they, right. they, they, but they, again, they, that, well, they that, still call it doping these days. Right. Yeah. 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 But in those days, were they were they doping? Were they taking? Yeah. yeah, there was drugs. There was athletic yeah, was, enhancers back then, of course. Hmm. Okay. Vitamins is what they used to call them back in the day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Now we call it creatine. <laughs> that is what we call it now. <laughs> Back then, it was well, well, then I'm I'm slightly confused because by the end of the episode, Lamb talks about uh, the medicine he was, uh, Tommy was taking for his neck. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back because okay. one, because once once uh, once the uh, the fighting promoter said that you know he thought he had a drug problem, so then they went to investigate. Right. They went to mm-hmm. investigate, and then they. They found um, they found a ticket, and so the ticket happened to be at 
I guess it's strip, it was like a, a strip club, strip, strip yeah. joint. a strip joint, Jealous which club. Dixon frequents because <laughs> all it was named. Hi, Dixon. And it was Hi. It was also revealed that 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 Lamb is Dixon, Lamb and um, their father and son, Lamb and Dixon, their father and son. That was never uh, really revealed. Actually, I think I, I think it was. I think it mm-hmm. was mentioned briefly. We had a, a commenter point that out mm-hmm. after the first episode. Um, I, I, I kind of missed it. I, I kind of got a little confused. I think it was on. subtle. I think we, we talked. About, it wasn't harped on. Yeah, but I think it was subtle. We just knew. We know that that, that Ralph over. and Jack are brothers. No. And it, they've like mentioned that Dixon is his son, but we just always saw him as the other guy. He's he's Ralph's son as we, the we, rookie. We but yeah. he, but but Dixon did <sighs> allude to um, he did call Lamb. Um, he called him. Did he call him Pops or Dad or something? Wait, hey, yeah, hey, pa. hey, pa. yeah, hey, right. pa. yeah. Slower Pop. Yeah. So anyway, so continuing. So then once they once they're at the strip club, then they start to find out and they start to investigate, and um, the young lady. Was t- uh, was speaking with with Jack in regards to um, some of the things that she noticed. She noticed that he was a little pale, mm. that he was a little pale, and um, a little frightened too. Right? Yeah, and a little frightened. And then I, I'm kind of blanking out. Yeah, he only had half of the half, half of the, the ticket. ticket. Yeah, yeah. So Dixon would be the only one who knew. Uh, mm-hmm. Since he's the since he's the, he's the uh, he's patron, the, he's right. the club hopper, and so because and he, he he left a black bag. Yes, that's right. It. And then so you know in the black black bag was a two hundred and eleven dollars. Um, it, it was there was a gun in there, a pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, was, there, was there was one more thing in there. Was there was a picture with L A S T U. There you go. It was seven. It was number seven. It was L A S T U S seven. Yes, and they couldn't figure out what that was. They what couldn't what decipher. It right. But then Amy Garcia steps in and the says, "Oh, it was going to Tucson." <laughs> right. And it's still for um, it's still for Las Vegas to um, Tucson, Tucson at, 7 at seven o'clock. Yeah. So she figured it out, and then um, see, I thought that I, was, I thought that was cool. They dropped that all the ethnically ambiguous people at the time caught the Greyhound, so they would know what <laughs> that would be. Very astute. That, that was nice how they threw that in there, Seth. That yeah, was, was good. That was good. That was good. That she was, was like, "Who's going to Tucson?" And they, were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What are you talking about?" She was, like, L-A-S. She was looking. At, she was yeah, talking like, like they were stupid. L A S. She spelled it out like five times. Like they couldn't figure it out. Seven o'clock. Like idiots. So they so they go to the bus where they find who they think is Mrs. Dunbar. Yes. Oh, I don't remember which character's last name is Dunbar, but right. They they find the it was well, Elias. They got some fake ID. She, for she doesn't she doesn't speak during the interrogation. And Solid. What does Ralph What does Ralph find out? Well, Ralph Ralph finds out that she's the wife. Of, but, of, Ro- of, of Ronnie, of another, Ronnie boxer, another boxer, Ronnie, boxer, not Tommy, because they thought that they thought that she had something to do with Tommy, right? Right, and or Tommy's girlfriend, or something yeah, like that. or the girlfriend, and and Lamb said he knew that he had saw her from somewhere, and so when they go back to when they go back to the video of of the fight. Uh, Jack sees uh, Lamb sees her in the um, her in the audience. So mm-hmm. he puts a connection that she is with Ronnie. And so when she brings him, so when he brings her back in for question, then she admits that you know that they're married and that he's been beating her. Yeah. And so that's how her and Tommy's relationship came into effect because he was trying to help her get away. Right. And so he was given the $211 to her and the gun and she had the bag. And so she was going to leave during the fight. 
Yeah. But then Ronnie saw them um, having an interaction where... Caught he, him on the phone. He had caught on the phone, having conversations. And then with the, the note that says um, L-A-S-T-U-S-7, he saw... Um, Ronnie saw uh, Tommy give that note to the wife. Yeah. Right. And so, therefore, he's, he says that, you know, he thought that um, they were having an affair and that he was that she was cheating on him, which is why he went after Tommy. And it was revealed that he hit him over there. He, he is hit right. him over there. He, he catches Tommy in it's like some kind of alleyway. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a pipe. The blunt object. I mean, he hits mm-hmm. him over. And so Jack and Ralph have this have have the object and it's you know it's got like the the grip on it and it's got the blood on it and they think that's what killed him Mm -hmm. when immediately our assistant da Catherine o'connell comes in and says actually the coroner's come back he died from a heart attack and we're wondering why on earth the boxer is dying from a heart attack right so that alludes back to the drugs Yeah, yeah because the pills um she said that he had a heart attack and um there was pills from inju- injuries mm-hmm. and th- that there was the pills from injuries and that the prescription drugs could have basically done it, but they didn't find any prescription drugs. So that was the whole that was the whole thing. Whole they conflict, knew that. Yeah. yeah, that was all conflict. There was a, there was a couple little holes in this solving of that because the the hit over the head could have caused some kind attack. of stress yeah. to make the. You know, his body could have responded in such a way, like, shock to make the chemicals react to cause the heart attack. Well, like, there's a number of ways that could have been deciphered. And then... Look, you have to think back to 1960. I I am. I am thinking back to 1960. But, I mean, you know, one thing when it comes to to health, any kind of failing health, usually one thing kind of leads to another, especially in a situation like that. Guy gets hit over the head, then he has a heart attack. I mean, that's like saying... You know, you push somebody off a building, oh, the person died on their way down because they had a heart attack while they were falling 20 floors. That is not, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, that that could be the case. And ultimately, Ronnie does wind up, you know, getting charged with assault because of it. Right. But we find out what ultimately happened. And Lamb is smart about this by the end. Is right. that Ray slipped Tommy his asthma pills that he'd broken up because he wanted to get Tommy to... To stop fighting. To stop fighting. Right. To think that he had to take time off and think about it. And that sort of drug cocktail is what ultimately led to... To his, his, his response and, yeah. and his heart attack. But Lamb also let Ray off the hook. Exactly. He said he didn't think anybody would benefit from seeing Ray behind bars. Which also makes me question between Lamb, his brother, uh, Jack, Jack, and and Dixon. Mm-hmm. Are they qualified to be policemen? No. No. Which they're, is, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not qualified to they, be policemen. They beat the heck out of people they're trying to interrogate, <laughs> which is abandoned. Yeah. Right. But the whole point of them being the sheriff in that town is they need something that counterbalances the corruption. And that's yeah. the whole reason the mayor hired him. And he knows it's they're no good stand-up guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're good stand-up guys, and they're going to do the morally and ethically right thing yeah. in the end. So however that gets done, that is what the law of the land is. And so this, is, so exactly. this is not exactly Vegas 1960. This is... CBS is Vegas, nineteen sixty, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm saying like, legal, I think what Bam is getting at here is legally, what they wind up doing by the end of the episode wouldn't have held up. Th- yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, 
They had to we wrap go along up the episode. You said he, what? They had to wrap up the episode. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's not a toxicologist, this guy. He's not a pharma, pharma, uh, a pharmacist or a toxicologist. He said, well, and, I think, and, like, like you said, I think, the evidence I think you slipped asthma drugs into his drink while he wasn't looking. Where did he get that from? And where was that? Well, he thought about, Ray confirmed it, regardless he of how did. Ralph deduced yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, that's, but, but but Ronnie gets sent off to jail, and and uh, and his and, and his and his wife gets sent. Uh, she, she can leave for. Uh, and he, I don't know where she goes. And he was sent off to jail because they decided to drop the charges of the, of the, the murder, of the murder, but they kept the charges of him assaulting his wife. No, no, they the kept the charges and murder charges. The, the, okay. the assault yeah. on Tommy. 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 Okay. Because yeah. they couldn't prove the domestic abuse. But one thing I do like is how they touched upon domestic abuse. They went from racism, domestic abuse, yeah, money laundering. They did everything. You know, in this they, they did a lot in this episode on a social level to make people conscious about things. Um, so I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I like that. I like good, what the writers did. Another good, another good installment. I really like the direction. Right. So, yeah. so let's give shout outs to the writers. There you go. Writers get the shout outs and claps this week. Mm-hmm. Vegas writers, Seth. What's his last name, Seth? Seth. Um, Seth Hoffman. Seth Hoffman. Seth Hoffman. All and right. so speaking so, of, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Speaking of. Writers, let's go into some quick news. news. Quick news and gossip. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Good job. <laughs> well, CBS Tuesday night seems to be the night of TV. So, again, they, are, they were victorious. Uh, CBS from um, the whole prime time from uh, NCIS at 8, from NCIS LA to 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Of course, Vegas all had the number one slots. And so CBS yes. was a winner for the second week in a row on Tuesday nights. Yes. And so Vegas had 12.1, uh, 12.11 million viewers. Again, number one dominated their um, their time slot. And so I think it's safe to say that Vegas is a hit. Here to stay. It is. It's, it's a kicking. Here to stay. Yeah. Do you have DVR stats on that? No. Uh, there was no... I didn't see any DVR stats, but I remember last week I think it had an additional 2.5 million. So right. I would I would say that it's probably around around the same thing. It's like 2 to 2.5 yeah. million for, for this week. It was, it was about 2.5 for DVR. Last week it was about 14.3 yeah. million regular viewers. So mm. it dropped like 2 million viewers, yeah. but, but that's 12 million yeah. is still... Smash. Yeah, and so. and when I when I when I watch my Vegas episodes, they'll be twelve point one two because I still haven't mine's on my DVR and I haven't watched it. There you it. go. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. This guy. That's funny. The super math. All right. Uh, that's great. So we're looking forward to next week, uh, number four. Let's go into predictions. Fun fact, really quick. See. Now, predictions. We'll do predictions. No, let's do your no, fun fact quickly. Fun fact, really quick. The first Vegas fight was between James Corbett and Bob Fitzsimmons in uh, 1897. Were they in the dirt? I mean, it was it was in an actual ring. It was March 17th in an actual ring uh, when uh, Fitzsimmons first. challenged uh, Corbett. Vegas wow. boxing fight. Yeah. I love how the uh, fun fact music and the predictions music are so similar. Yeah, they are kind of similar, aren't they? <laughs> That was a fun fact. That was a fun fact. That was a fun. Okay, so history lesson. Going on to next week and seeing the tensions that are growing in Vegas, Savino, Savoy, the mob bosses in Chicago, Mia, the whole nine. What do you think is going to happen in week four? Bam, go. Pass. (laughs) I I couldn't think. I couldn't think quickly. Next week, week four. Nick, go. Uh, Next week, week four. We have to wait. We have to wait for the following week. 
for the because oh, right. we have to wait two weeks. Good point. So in two weeks, why would they I, do that? Uh, to keep you hanging. But what I think ah. will will happen is because again, we really get to see the mob in this next episode. I'm alluding mm-hmm. to the uh, the previews that they showed yeah. us. So yeah. I, I really think that it's it's going to be some mob justice. That's my prediction. You mob, can, you can mob, justice. mob justice. The yeah. the. Uh, the opposite of rancher justice. Yes, yeah. right. The the heads and tails. Predictions, I think Alex. Go. We got uh, we got a nice little clip of um, Lamb saying to Savino, "This is my town," and then Savino goes, "No, this is my town." And I made me realize one. All right, this is what they're doing. They're really getting to it. They're really going to start duking it out for control of the town. Two. They both got there a month ago. <laughs> Bam. And they're already. Bam. Go. I think that we're going to continue to see um, what happens in the 60s, and they're going to continue to tackle on issues, and I don't think every episode is going to deal with, you know, the murders. It's going to deal with other things. Good. So, Yo, I go. think that the mob is going to try to do something to Savino because of Rizzo, and that's going to make Mia and uh, Savino closer because she doesn't want him taken out, and that's going to start and spark something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know you are, Listen, Spark. We'll see you guys next week uh, for season, I'm sorry, episode four of CBS's Vegas. Uh, you can uh, see where we can find. Two weeks. Oh, two, weeks. two weeks. Sorry, guys. Sorry, two guys. Weeks. Two weeks. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, you guys uh, say we can find you guys at Alex. I'm on Twitter at the Alex Salem. At the Nick Purdue. At Bam Erickson. I'm Thaddeus Massey. You can find me on Twitter at Club Thaddeus. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.